Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. Welcome back to Windowsill Chats. I am so glad you're here today. I had a really fun, fun time talking with Elizabeth Silver. We talked a lot about creative business and branding and what makes your work get noticed. There's all sorts of tips in here. I It was really a juicy, fun one for me. Before we dig in, though, I want to read this week's review. From Nick McDoshia, I love Margot's podcast so much, especially being an artist hoping to put more work out into the world. Listening to how other creatives get where they are is fascinating and gives me hope. Oh, thank you. That's why we're doing it, as I say. And this one, of course, was relevant because we really dig into that today. Elizabeth is a professional surface pattern designer and a licensed artist for the stationery, gift, and textile market. With 18 years in the industry and hundreds of designs in her portfolio, she also teaches beginner surface pattern designers how to move past overwhelm and obstacles to create a profitable creative business. She's the creator of Start Your Surface Pattern Design Business Course, a straightforward blueprint to help artists find clients pitch their work with confidence, and build the business of their dreams. She's passionate about design trends, keep it real business advice, and sugary treats. Elizabeth honed her skills and explored what clicks for the mass market and learned about the art of collaborating with manufacturers while working in-house for some of the most well-known names in home and apparel in New York City. She dove headfirst into running her own business and has branched out from textile design and now spends her days creating art for all kinds of industries, including stationery, dinnerware, stamps, socks, things like that. Working with clients to come up with trend forward illustrations and prints and then seeing those drawings become products on the shelf never loses its appeal. By designing for so many different end products, Elizabeth has learned a versatile set of skills that clients love, and she's always looking for new ways to decorate the world. The very cool thing is that with all her experience in surface pattern and in the design industry and in running her own creative business, she's learned many things that she is all about sharing with you. 
She's got a great website and classes and tutorials and all sorts of things that we talk about and are in the show notes and are available at elizabethsilver.com. I really had fun talking with Elizabeth, so I hope you enjoy. It's a juicy one. Thanks for being here. I am so pleased today to be talking to Elizabeth Silver. Thank you so much for being here, Elizabeth. Thank you for having me, Margo. I'm so excited to talk with you. Yeah, I just love the depth of work that you have, the depth of, you know, positive things that you're doing for other artists, your YouTube channel, your classes. I just I just kind of want to hear how you've how you've gotten to that and and I think your path is one that will be really helpful for a lot of people. So, yeah. Give me a little background. I studied surface pattern design in college, which is unusual. Um, Mm -hmm. So I always have to point that out. Um, It is unusual. And and to to reassure people who are listening, you don't need to study surface pattern design in college. But, you know, since I did, I have to I have to call that. And it's not easy to really. Yeah. Not easy easy to find that all the time. It isn't. And I didn't uh, I certainly didn't go to college to study surface pattern design. I knew I was going to do art. I wanted to do art functional art. I figured it was going to be something like graphic design or um, advertising design or something like that. And I did start as an ad design major and my university, Syracuse University, had a surface pattern major, which um, was very unusual and they don't have any more. And, but that's how I discovered it. And it was just like the perfect blend of, of, you know, being able to do this illustration and this fun stuff. And anyone who, who is a surface pattern designer or product designer knows like that it's, it's such an engaging and rewarding thing to do. And it's functional. It's useful. You know, you're not just creating for just to create. So that is something that I've always, um, you know, having a functionality to my artwork is, is something, you know, I call myself a designer over an artist necessarily. Um, and so anyways, because of that education, I jumped right into product, um, surface pattern design, textile design for my work, uh, situation. After I graduated, I moved to New York city. I did bedding for West Point Stevens, which Mm -hmm. I think is West Point home now. Mm -hmm. Um, and I did text, uh, table linens for town and country home and which is a smaller company but they do like bedding uh table linens kitchen uh textiles like all home textiles so and because it's a smaller company you know you do a little bit of everything even though i was in the home home uh tabletop division so i really got an education about product design and all the different you know, home, home, soft goods, great experiences to what yeah. you can put design on, how it sells, how it's made, what size it is, how it goes together with something else, all that good stuff. Yeah. Exactly. And then I moved to apparel. I worked as the designer for baby gap mm-hmm. um, doing. So then I got to learn the apparel side of it and do cute things. It was so much fun. And yeah, that's so great. So, and being in New York, I mean, I can remember when I took surface pattern design back in the day and I was in the Bay, lit Bay Area. I was living in San Francisco and this teacher was in um, Oakland, I think, and was in her house and we had to do it all by hand. It was gouache and she was gouache. teaching us repeats and oh, my goodness. Um, and she said, you know, if you ever really want to do anything with this, you need to move to New York. And I was young and I was like, move to New York, you know, of which, of course, I ended up doing later. But at the time, it was like, I don't know. I don't know if I can paint all this by hand, do these, re- figure out this math, 
and moved to New York. <laughs> but uh, it turns out York, that's where it was happening. Exactly. New York is definitely where it is happening. And, and right when I, you know, I learned surface pattern design in gouache basically, yeah. you know, and, and cause I graduated in 2003. So I was doing all my school projects in gouache and just like the senior year we were learning Photoshop and illustrator and um, Ned graphics and but once I was in working in New York, everything was already computers. Yeah. Um, but so, how great but that you had that the, background. Yeah. And a lot of the people who were there were like, we used to do that. You guys yeah. don't know how easy you have it, you know, which I totally understand. They're like, we yeah. used to do all this. And I was, you know, I hear the yep. stories from the the veterans. So um, blueprints so, yeah. even. <laughs> yeah. But that's great because having that background, a bit of it. I, I think there's a big difference between somebody that can just use computers and can somebody who knows how to do something by hand. It, it's a whole nother layer. It's true. It was just the right timing to kind of get get both. But of course, once I you know started using the undo key, that was you know yeah. I never want to go a beautiful back to beautiful thing. So yeah, <laughs> love the undo key. So. Um, but speaking of it being a very New York centric, uh, you know, career, the reason that I left, you know, working in-house jobs is because I wanted to leave New York and uh, we were, you know, I wanted to buy a house and start to have kids. And I just didn't want to do that on the subway, basically. Yeah, <laughs> so for sure. we uh, moved down to Raleigh, North Carolina. And so be in order to do that, be you know, a little bit before we moved, I left my job and started freelancing. And um, so that is what I've been doing for almost nine years now. And so, That's which is kind of crazy because it's about the same amount of time that I worked in-house. I worked in-house for like nine and a half years. So I'm getting up on the point where I'm tipping the scales. Interesting, huh? Isn't that an interesting feeling? Like, yeah, it feels what I've weird, done. I have to say. <laughs> yeah. And you had great, I mean, you were in great places, Pe companies that had a broad reach and you, you know, moved product quickly through so you could try new things and yeah, probably, you know, good resources and all that. So, oh yeah, definitely. Especially, you know, working at the gap is like, mm -hmm. it, it's wonderful. You know, it takes a year for everything to get into stores, but then every, I was the baby gap designer. So everything in the whole baby gap line was all my work. So, it, you oh know, you'd gosh. see little kids on the street. I didn't have children at that time, but you know, you see little kids on the street toddling around in your outfits and it's, that's amazing. You know, it's so that's it's so amazing. rewarding. My son probably wore plenty of your stuff because he's yeah. 13 now. So maybe, maybe Maybe that was there yeah. was some crossover and clothes yeah yeah maybe yeah. actually yeah yeah and I when I lived in the city my roommates were all gap banana people you know we were all doing home stuff and watching that grow from from this side and and uh just always wondering about you know the New York teams it was pretty cool mm. but what a what an amazing position to be in where you were really doing all of that and and all that it's led you to be able to do today yeah. And I think it has, it has given me such a great background, but it also gave me the, you know, when I went into freelance, I wasn't nervous about it. Cause I basically was like, Oh, I'm, you know, basically a little like, Oh, my resume is fine. I'll be good. <laughs> you yeah, know? I much. was pretty confident, you know, and, and I have to say, and I do say this a lot when I'm talking about my story, but it's, it was a lot trickier than I thought to make that transition. Yeah. My thought was, Oh, you know, I'm just going to get 
two or three big clients, like maybe like Victoria's Secret and this and that. Like I knew some people in uh-huh. different places. I was like, I'll get a couple clients. They'll be big. And so I don't have to worry. And then I'll be, you know, I'll be set. Fine. It won't really be like freelancing. It'll be like having like three jobs instead of one, you know? Right. And how'd <laughs> that work course. out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, not so much, not so much. Um, yeah, it, it was, it was, it took me a long time to build up a, a client mm-hmm. base that was, you know, kind of like a full-time client base. You know, I, I worked for Gap as a freelancer for a couple of years, um, which obviously helped, you know, kind of launch me and keep, keep me afloat and stuff. But, you know, and I got other jobs. I, um, Evite was a client of mine and, you know, I had, had other smaller home textile things from, from my connections and from my reaching out to people, but, but it took like about four years before I was really like, I have enough client work. I'm not like searching like desperately for work, you know what I mean? Um, And, and so it's, it's slow. So in the meantime, I was building up my licensing portfolio. So exploring other options, um, you know, with, with my art, because I had the extra time to make art um, that could be hopefully used for something else. And so I got into licensing with my agent, um, Julie Newman from Jewel Branding. Mm -hmm. And so that is how I have been sort of building I love hearing that because so many people shift careers, right? Or are doing something and would really like to be doing their own thing, really like to be freelancing and making enough from it so they don't have to do both or being able to find an agent. And I think that, you know, that's where people are sitting right now in their studios going like, oh, how do I do it? But, you you know, one of the things that you've done is, and we were talking about this earlier, is like resources and digging in and thinking about what you know and thinking about what makes a great presentation or a great a piece of art that's very usable a piece of art that gets easily picked up you know as opposed to people just saying why is my portfolio getting you know looked over and looked over and looked over it's like when you hear people trying to pitch a book and you know the 300th time but we don't have necessarily 300 times to to spend Right, right, exactly. Making it easy for the art director in any way that you can is is what you kind of need to do. And I think the bit, you know, such a big lesson from working in-house is that I'm really not super precious about my artwork. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, because I would be in presentation, you know, be in meetings where things are getting approved or or rejected. And I just see that I can kind of see the the thought process behind it. And it's never like, you drew an ugly dog. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like, Elizabeth, go back to art school. It's, it's, you know, (laughs) the we had a dog last season, and we need a cat, you know, so, so I, just it it rolls off my back. It's not. I mean, you know, not that I've never been offended slightly, but sure. it really it doesn't. It lasts for you know, it stings for a minute. Like it's not right. I don't take it personally. You've pulled so, off that band aid long time ago. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and I think I would love to chat about that a little bit because I I think that that is one of the best skills 
for someone to have. And that's not necessarily a skill you can say, okay, tomorrow I'm going to wake up and not be affected. Mm. It comes with, like you said, sitting in those meetings and understanding. And if you can just imagine if you're, if you're an artist out there, that's like, I haven't sat in those meetings. Well, they're fast and furious and they're every day and you're designing new things for new lines every day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you have a holiday company that has 3,500 new SKUs a year, there's no time to be precious about anything. You're picking because of color, you're picking because of price, you're picking because of finish detail or whatever that is. And so you're grabbing, you're working with the people that can turn that around for you or switch it on a dime or know ahead of time what you need. And, and I think that that comes from doing it, working quickly and realizing that you're helping, like you got to walk around and see your clothes on all the people that shopped at baby gap. And that's pretty great. And it, and if you were precious about it, that wouldn't have happened. Wouldn't have happened. No, <laughs> Never would have happened. Certainly wouldn't have. No. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree. And, you know, the other thing I like to remind people to try to, again, yeah, give them a little insight into like what the meetings are like or what it really is like is that you know, a lot of the time the people making the decisions are not design people, you know, right. they're not artists, they're making decisions based on a planogram, based on what's going to look like on the shelf, we have three green things in a row, and that's not going to work. So the middle thing has to be blue, you know, right. I say that all the time, and and it's buyers, and it's, it's people, they're just kind of doing the, they don't have a huge design sense, they're saying mm -hmm. like, that lettering is too delicate, and I can't read it from across the aisle, right? Right. You know, <laughs> I love that. stuff like that. Yeah, it's really true. And I think if, if the goal is to sell well, sell a lot, um, be multifunctional, then, then it's about clear design and flexibility. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it, it really is. And yes. I, I just love that you, you are so you've gone into teaching other people how to do that and so much great education. And even, you know, looking at your Instagram feed, you see your art, but you see your points you make and your, mm. and how you're saying, have you thought about this and, and just the things that are important. And that's, I mean, everybody has, you know, their path and their story and the things they've learned, but not everybody shares it and, or in the way that you generously do. And I think that's, that's really great. Do you think it would just imagine if you had been freelance first and then gone mm. into um, larger companies? How do you think that would have Played would out. that have looked different? Yeah, I guess so. Well, the thing is, coming from from the background, from the in-house background, I didn't think I was changing careers. I was uh -huh. going from being a service yeah. pattern textile designer to a textile designer. I was being the same thing. Right. But it, it's a whole different career. It's 100% different. You yeah. know what I mean? Being a freelancer, having your own business, getting into licensing, all the things, you know, wearing all the hats, all the admin and everything. And learning, you know, I've started to learn, learn marketing and all this different stuff. And, and, and so I, it is a just fully different skill set. Um, so I think going at it the opposite direction, you know, I would have, I would have had a whole different tool belt to bring to the table, but maybe my art wouldn't have been as developed mm -hmm. because as a designer in house, you're, you are just about the design, you know, I mean, yes, you have to be flexible. Yes. You have to do other things, but, but you know, 
you have an art director, right? Giving yeah. you advice. Yeah. You have, um, you know, obviously the higher ups who are approving or, or not rejecting right. your yeah. work. And, and so, you know, I was focused on doing the art. And so now I, I find, you know, the more, especially now I get, I've been getting more into teaching. There's so many other moving parts to this business at this point mm -hmm. that, you know, it's hard to concentrate on the art. And I mean, I know everyone in the pandemic is saying this, but like, yeah, I'm a little bit, uh, you know, haven't had as much, um, like creative juice lately because, um, I mean, pandemic, and then also, yeah. you know, concentrating on other things and learning other skills to build a business. Right. It's, it's, um, and you hear all these catchphrases and should I be doing this? And, and, and because things do change with how our art is seen, so you have to adapt and you have to understand. And one of the things that I think you do really well is take that kind of modern lingo and make it fit for an artist. Like I was looking on the Instagram and you pull, you pull out CTA call to action is mm. one of the things like, have you thought about that? And CTA means call to action. And it's, it's like saying, Hey, you know, you, you can think be of sure it different. Yeah, yeah. Be sure to different, but you can kind of think of it different for different industries. Like, Hey, do you need your haircut? You know, make sure I have this special this week and we have this new, you know, wonderful curl stuff and you've make sure to make an appointment. So it's, it's almost easier as an artist to kind of see it in other industries than mm. know how to bring it into talking about your own work. And I just love that you have taken what we all really need to do and seen how it works for you and started to share that. So I just, I just, that was one that stuck out to me because even for my own, you know, consulting and, and work and, a, you know, company that I work with call to action, I have to stop and think like, a creative call to action. Like what's that going to look like? Um, so I just appreciate that you teach other people how to do that. Well, I, yeah, I, in the last couple of years, I've just been kind of interested in marketing and, and kind of dug in a little bit. And then, you know, you see that that is a major, you know, hole in artists, you know, how artists work. Right. And so I'm, I, you know, I could, could be teaching how to use illustrator or something like that, mm -hmm. but I'm not really too interested. You know, I mean, I like to teach tricks. I like efficiency. So, so whenever I learn a new trick or like something that will be much faster, I, you know, because for me, it's painful when people are, are doing things the long way, but you never know you're doing things the long way. Right. So that's one thing I love. I do love to teach like fast, like how to do things faster. Um, but, but yeah, the marketing part of it or the business part of it, um, or just ways to sort of streamline you know, having a creative business, um, is really interests me. Yeah. I think that's so great because honestly, it's really nice to be able to figure out how to make your own business work. So you need to understand those tools and to hear them. I think that's been missing for a long time is, is there's been people talking about those tools, but they're marketing people or they're, you know, selling something that we aren't. So to hear it come from, somebody who's been in the trenches the same way is, is great. Cause we, we love a new creative course or a new creative prompt, but at mm. the same time, we don't always have the, the luxury of not figuring out the business part too. Right. And, and the balance of that is super tricky because staying creative is, is what we want to do. So how, how to, how to balance the two. So I love that you, you've interviewed such great people on your YouTube channel and tell us a little bit about 
just kind of how you decided to do that? Well, um, it started last year when I put together, I had this idea. Um, I have three courses and two of them are a little bit older and sort of self-study, like just two hours, you can watch it and, and learn about um, design studios and also like how to do licensing collections, how to design in collections. Mm -hmm. Right. And and I had this idea that it would be fun to do like a course bundle with other teachers, mm-hmm. um, you know, and have it be uh, discounted, but so that other teachers could, you know, share my courses and they, I could share their courses. And so it was harder to organize than I thought it would be <laughs> because I had to find, uh, you know, a lot of teachers have their work on like Skillshare yeah. or they have very, very expensive courses. I was looking so, right. for some sort of like smaller courses and not on Skillshare. So, mm-hmm. um, so it was a little bit hard and they had to be sort of relevant to what I was doing too. So anyways, the point is I did manage to do that. We had five uh, teachers all together, including myself. And so to promote that, I started doing, um, I had this idea of like a, uh, 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 head to head on Instagram live where, um, cause my course or, well, I'm a, I love illustrator and my friend, Stephanie, who was selling a, a course about Photoshop. I said, okay, let's do Photoshop versus illustrator, like Perfect. You know, pro versus con or, you know, one versus the other. And yeah. then I had Ronnie Walters and her course was all about, uh, our licensing and stuff. And Wonderful. so I said, uh, my courses what that I was selling with the bundle was about um, design studios. So it was selling outright, basically. So it was selling outright versus licensing. And so Perfect. we went head to head. And um, and so from doing that, it's so much fun. I love, 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 love hearing other artists. I mean, that was fun because it was really head to head. We weren't like interviewing each other or anything like that. But I started doing more Instagram lives. And in preparing for them, then I have all these questions for all these artists that I'm talking to, and I want to talk about the business stuff and and yeah. all that. So, and I finally at the beginning of this year switched it over to YouTube versus Instagram Live because um, you know it's just better yeah. format and easier to so doing it on Zoom. You don't have that live part where everyone's chiming in, so it's a little bit less you know exciting. But I get to really dig in and have those conversations with artists, and I've learned so much, and and it's been so so interesting and fun to with people. I love that so much. I just, I just think that, um, the more we can learn from each other, I love, I love the fact that artists are really generous with each other. You know, Mm. I mean, a lot of people are, but this industry, the internet has facilitated such great friendships and support of each other worldwide. I just, I love it so much. We are so lucky. And I don't know if it's because we're very primarily women or not, but I will just say that it's, it's, it's so lovely to have such, such a great community, the surface pattern and product design illustrator kind of community um, is, is really lovely. It really is. So what, what's next for your design practice? Are you in a place that you're happy with? What are you, what are you feeling art wise? Ooh, good question. Um, I sort of go back and forth, (laughs) but, uh, I, I really started this year off wanting to expand my licensing work. Um, I haven't been focusing on licensing. I do have an agent. I do create new collections for them, but it's taken a backseat in the last few years. Um, 2019, I was just like really up to my ears in client work, which is, Mm. uh, you know, nothing to complain about, but I just didn't have a lot of extra time for license, creating new work for licensing. Mm -hmm. 
And then last year was just insane anyways, but also I not, not only did I have small children home and just forget it, I had no extra time, but I was launching, uh, you know, a large scale course, um, yeah. start your surface pattern business. So that just took kind of took it out of me. Um, so this year I was like, okay, I'm getting back to licensing, especially having these conversations with artists, because after six years, seven years working with my agent, I still, you know, I have, because at the beginning, I didn't have a ton of client work. I was doing so many collections and honestly, my, my income from licensing is not, not impressive. Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) it's not, you know, it definitely isn't, isn't up to, up to how much artwork exists that I've made, you know, right, and, right. and how much time I put into making that artwork. And I know in the last couple of years, I haven't been devoted to it, but I sort of gave up on the idea of licensing being a really viable chunk of my income. Um, but I continued to do it because I like the opportunity to do my own work and have some fun and do what I want to do. And if it can get licensed, that's great. But this year I was like, after talking to some artists who make good money licensing, I was like, oh, that still exists. People do still make good money licensing. Maybe I can make good money licensing. (laughs) It's not just about money, but I really wanted to, you know, get back into like, what do I want to do and what, what kind of creative stuff can I get to into, but I have to say it's been difficult. Like I, that's, that's when I sort of realized like, oh, I guess I'm a little bit, you know, uh, lacking some inspiration lately because I mean, I've been sitting in my house for a year and a half. So I haven't been able, haven't exactly been seeing all these wonderful things to get me inspired. Um, and so I did a, a, a couple collections so far this year, but I haven't been like, oh, I have all this stuff that I, that I need to get on paper or get on the screen, you know? So. I do think, I mean, it, it's an ebb and flow. It's a, it's a peaks and valleys thing. And, and I think it's really important to give ourselves just room to, to walk that path, you know, it's like, all right, Mm. so I'm going to really pour myself into this course I'm making, or I'm really going to stop and think about licensing. And I'm inspired by these people I'm listening to and working with. And it's just, it's, it's, oh, and kids. Oh, you know, yeah, don't forget those guys (laughs) all together in the same house all the time, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So I think it's just another one of those things that I'm so glad to be able to continually share is we're all in this together. You know, Mm. it's, we go through these things. We all do. It just looks one way. It's just like those pictures on Instagram that are starting to kind of come around where it's like, if I stand like this, Mm. look, look, I look 10 pounds less. And if I stand like this, and it's like, if I show my art this way, but just, you know, it's, it's the realness that I really appreciate. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, yes, I try to be very real and I'm always like, yeah, you know, licensing is great. And I love having all my products out there, but here's my income. Like, you know, and it's, but that's so helpful too. Yeah. I I mean, I agree. I want, I wanted to know that before, you know, and also in my interviews, if people will let me, I will be like getting prying in on how long it took them to make a livable weight. Like money is very interesting to me. And and I think it's important to share. So anyone too. who's willing to go there with me, I'm always sort of trying to dig into to yeah. their how they structure their business and, and stuff like that. That's so helpful. And I, th- and I do, and I think it's different for everybody. We were talking about this a little bit before we press go and that's, you know, you've been, there's a lot of people that are sitting there saying like, well, I've been doing this in my studio for eight or nine years, but how did you break into, t- you know, what's the difference between somebody that sees a need and fills it. And that might come from what you did before too, that corporate kind of, or what's the difference be, just between the different paths we choose to take. There's nothing wrong or right about that. Right. Totally. You know, um, 
but we were saying, you know, confidence and chutzpah and willingness to try new things and maybe a little room to, um, but your business and how you help others is, is such a positive aspect of what you put into the world. And I, I just, I see that a lot of people wondering how to do that or not only that, but just wondering where to find people like you that will teach them how to mm. show up in a different way. Yeah. So it is, it's, yeah, getting into teaching. Um, I don't know, you know, there are, there's so many ways you can do things, you know, artists talk about, you know, print on demand sites and, you know, there's all those like diversify your income and here's all the millions of ways. And there are so many, and, you know, I've, I've dipped my feet into a little bit of all of them. You know, I had an Etsy shop for five minutes and, you know, I had a society six, whatever. And, and teaching just, um, you know, I my first course was about design studios and that was really something that I was so excited to do because when I was working in-house, we bought from design studios all the time. And then when I left working in-house, I, I contacted some of those same design studios and worked as an artist for them. So I had been on both sides of it. Very cool. And it's something that people know like very little about yeah. if they haven't worked in-house or had the opportunity to go to Surtex and see the Altair side. So some people really don't know that that is an aspect of the business, especially not in 2016 when I was doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was something that was like such an obvious hole in the market that I was like, I can't not teach about, about this. this. And I'm yeah. the perfect person to do it, having both sides of it. So yeah. that's started. And that kind of was like the bug, you know, of, of like, I did it. It went pretty well, you know, went well, it went, you know, yeah. and, and then I was like, oh, well, I have other stuff to talk about. I can, I can tell other people things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, when you look at, when you go look at um, Elizabeth's homepage, it's just really great to see all the things that you offer. And, you know, when you start to dig into the YouTube channel and all this will be in the um, show notes, but because people yeah. are searching it right now, I've been searching it for the last 15 <laughs> Elizabeth minutes. Elizabeth <laughs> Silver, you can search, search Elizabeth Silver or um, the like fast link that I use is go.elizabethsilver.com slash YouTube. Okay, excellent. And your Instagram is Elizabeth E Silver Design. E Silver Design. Yeah. And elizabethsilver.com for for your website. But it's just you're going to want to dig in, you guys, because you're going to say like Oh, there's oh a gosh. lot of content there. It's I I need to do something where I just started like blogging and YouTubing last summer, but it built up pretty quickly and now I need to like organize it where it's like, if you, if you're just coming here, start here. And cause, cause there's answers to everything right. if you look for it, but it's not that, you know, it's like top five ways to do this. You know, what is this? And there's just lots of, lots of information there. Um, so you can definitely get lost in it. That's great. Well, you can just organize those things into other courses because it's all <laughs> yeah, there if you have the do. time to find it, but here, just do this. And this will be the course that gets you that, that answer. But, totally. um, and I, one of the other things I think you touched on without saying it is collaboration, the collaborating Mm. you did with those other artists, especially now, or especially what at any time, you know, as an artist, when you're kind of trying to do your own thing, I find collaborating is just the best. 
It's it so is. fun. And you know, I have been, fi- I mean, I'm happy, I'm excited to collaborate through interviewing and through, yeah, like the bundle thing that I discussed, but I'd love to do like a collaborative art project. And so before I had a platform where I was interviewing people, I would always like, you know, I DM artists that I was so like, oh my God, I love your work. Da, da, da. And I, I always, you know, I want to collaborate, but I, I didn't have a lot of ideas on how to do like an artistic collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which is what has led me to, you know, well, you know, amongst other things, that's being able to collaborate by interviewing them and learning more about their business has been great. But um, yeah, I, I love the idea of collaboration too. It's it's so much fun to get that different perspective. It is too. And then when you're teaching and collaborating at the same time, you're bringing all that knowledge to to the people. And I just, I think that's a great way to do it. Plus, I don't know, as a creative, personally, I always love somebody to bounce ideas off of so, mm, exactly. other than my computer screen. You know, that's one thing that I, that's actually like a whole kind of like a module in start your surface pattern business is about connection. And, and I have found that to be such an integral part of my business. And the, you know, I think a lot of artists, they start off, they, maybe they have their Instagram and they start getting follows from other artists. And they're a little bit bummed because it's not art directors that are following them. It's their (laughs) other artists, friends and, and whatever. And honestly, I have, I, I really champion making those connections with other artists as well, because, you know, of course you do need to make connections with art directors, um, if you want to be profitable, but, um, (laughs) not only can you bounce those ideas off, you know, you have your, you have your stresses of being in business for yourself that you need to talk out with somebody who understands because unfortunately your best friend from high school does not understand what being a creative entrepreneur is about. Very true. And, and so you need that. And then also I have been so fortunate to get a lot of client work from, from art artist friends, you know, they have too much and they, I give out client work to my artist friends or people that I think would be appropriate, you know? Um, So, you know, there's work to be shared. If you can believe it, you might think that, oh, if I'm friends with an artist, like they're taking part of what I might be, you know, work that I might be doing, but that's, that's not really true. No, it's really kind of the opposite. I really always say, you know, we're all in this together and you might have somebody that's asking for a certain style that you're, you know, somebody else is better at, or you're just too busy right then, or you have a different deadline than they need, you know, it's, it's the support is, is I've gotten a, some of my wonderful. biggest, biggest clients from other artists. And I'm so grateful to that for them, for those artists and my clients also. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. I love that you pointed that out. Just, you know, it's, it's yeah. a beautiful thing. This yeah. whole, this whole creative world we live in. It Ecosystem. really is. Yes. Definitely. And I look forward to being able to travel, take mm. seminar, do things in person, go to, into a museum, go to a gallery. It's just, know. you know, I um just had the experience of working on a project for a local auction and I haven't painted in the longest time. And, you know, you try and capture something like that for these people to bid on that won't see it necessarily. It's like, you can't, can't, the sun's not out the gold, you can't even see there's gold leaf on there. You know, it's just a little, Mm. just, I miss that. I really, I really do. So we'll get back to that. Yeah. And I miss trade show, you know, like I've never, I never exhibited at Surtex. Um, My agent has done it for me, Mm -hmm. Um, but I always go just to like chat it up. And I'm like a super trends. I love trends. So I'm always like scouting out new trends and stuff like that at Surtex. And, and, and I miss just like, you know, schmoozing, I guess, (laughs) not schmoozing, but you know, seeing people talking to people, you know. Absolutely. And there's the people that 
you run into that you didn't plan that coffee date with, but you totally, and I miss those little interactions that Mm. just seeing people that are acquaintances or, you know, we just see our Instagram as usual. Most everyone I know is from Instagram. I'm like, I remember in like maybe 2017 or so I was like, I need to just go to Surtex with a name tag that says at E silver design. (laughs) That's how people know me. You know what I mean? Like, so exactly. Now we just get to, talk to our UPS man. And (laughs) (laughs) anyway, it's, it, we're, it's good. I'm glad it's opening it up up a bit. And I just, I think it'll be really interesting to see what creative, you know, companies still have to produce the things in the same amount of time. We still need that art. It's, it's going fast and furious. And, you know, a question that I have for you just to Mm, bring it (laughs) on. This is a question. This is a question I've been getting asked a lot and I, I think you would have some great insight to it, but do you think art directors are getting back into the office as much, or do you think everyone is still really working from home? Like from what I've seen, they are mostly working from home, but they still go into the office like once a week or something for printouts and stuff. But I'm curious about your connections and if it seems like everyone is out of office still, or if it's starting to you know, still pretty back. out of office. Yeah, it, it is. Um, I think that thing happened that happened to all of us where it's like, you figure out quickly, you know, the whole world figures out how to do something from home. And so all of a sudden things become, I mean, I have more meetings than I used to, or, you know, mm. I'm sure people do, but, and people are going into the office more, but all of a sudden time people, our directors can say, you know, I'm just going to, I'll be here all week in my office because I need, I have to all these things to get done. And we really only need to get together for this visual thing. And maybe Mm. we don't even. So I think right now, I mean, I'm, I haven't been to a show. Um, I mean, I've, we've launched studio M has launched, um, whole, a whole new line, a whole new product type that no, no customers have really seen because it launched mm. at the last July show. Mm. So, you know, it's selling well and it has feedback, but I, what I miss is talking to clients about how they're receiving that, talking to other artists that we might license for that. Like, you know, so because of that, as an art director sitting in your own uh, you know, home office, you're thinking, okay, who can I, who can I go to? Who do I have time to research? That's new. It's, you don't put yourself immediately in front of those people, you know, where, where you might've had all sorts of opportunity to look at new portfolios. Um, it just, yeah, still, still at home pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I think it depends on the size of the company. I think, think it depends on the location. Certainly if I was closer to work instead of several states away, I would love to be there, you know, the opportunity to, to kind of interact in that way. But, um, I don't know. And some might never quite look the same again. Yeah, I think so. I mean, sure. Lots of companies, but I, I was, you know, thinking back to my in-house days and I know that this is still true. And of course it's probably changing now by necessity, but there's just so many printouts and Yes. presentation boards and you know yeah. a lot of stuff is really still done on paper for sure in, in you know the design world so I was just curious because I know that 
you know, some of my, some of my contacts have definitely started to like, you know, I need to go in and print things out and I need to have this meeting, but, but definitely, you know, a lot of the work is being done online, which is good for remote artists, you know, obviously. Yeah. So it's like kind of, we can't be in your office, but we can do the same amount of work from, from afar. So. Well, and it, the interesting thing is, for example, um, Studio M, who I work with, everything's so much of the product is made in the United States and it's made right there at work at the factory. So if nobody was going in, nothing would get made. So mm. it depends on what role you play, I think. And certainly somebody has to be there color checking and, and things like that. So um, it just, it varies, but we've created a whole new thing that's, that's going to make um making decisions and holding things in your hands different for a while to come. Um, you know, I have friends that are artists that work for agencies who, who would never have been able, like it, the whole thing was, no, I can never work from home. Our, our servers are here. Our computers hold so much stuff. We send such huge files back and forth. We have to have these presentations in person. And all of a sudden, right. They had figured out. So, yeah. but they're still, working from home. And mm -hmm. and so will it be that big move to move that big computer back and pay that office rent? Like, how's that going to work? So, you know, various <laughs> Sorry, solutions. Sorry, totally random derailment. <laughs> but that's the thing. You know, I love, um, I'm a problem solver. I think artists have to be problem solvers. And I love that mm -hmm. part of it. We are figuring out how to get our, what our work's going to look like, how we're going to get it into the world. Do we want to what's it going to look like from flat to 3d? There's a million things, you know, what yeah. color am I going to put on my brush next? So, um, I love digging in cause you know, that's the fun part, I think. So appreciate it. So what, if somebody's new to you and your sites and your teaching and your information, where would you have them start? I would go to my, my blog. Cause my blog has both written and you can link to my kind of my YouTube videos. So elizabethsilver.com slash blog. Um, and, and you can see pretty easily what kind of things, you know, if you're interested in interviews, you'll see the interviews. If you're interested in learning more, if you're really new to surface pattern design and need to know more about that or about pitching or something like that, you can, you can read all those, all those, all that information there. That's great. Are there there's such great resources. Plus it's the colors are good. It's inspiring just to, like, oh. <laughs> I'm just literally today I was, I'm changing over my branding. Um, so oh. I don't know if you're on my site now, but, or if you were on it yesterday, but <laughs> it's going to be different. Um, but yes, uh, I'm changing over my branding. So I'm really excited. I've oh, been, that's great. I've been trying to do it. So the website is a little, you know, not at its most perfect, but at least the colors are going to be new and fun and oh, that's I'm always working fun. on it over the next week. Yeah. So. Congratulations. That's really Thank good. Thank you. How would you describe your style? Hmm. Um, fun, <laughs> modern, colorful. Uh, it leans a little juvenile. I think it's fine for adults, but you know, it's not, I wouldn't say it's sophisticated, you know? Um, and I like, I liked, you know, the bright colors. And one thing that I, I lean towards is um, like icons and mm -hmm. motifs rather than I do, I do animals. Um, I don't really do that many people, but you know, I'll have cute animals because who doesn't want that, but I really enjoy doing like, you know, 
old like retro TVs or, um, so you know, roller skates or just like all the kind of fun icons that um, that that make prints exciting. I agree. I think it's very and I would think um, for freelancing and the path you've had, those are very saleable icons and necessary needed all the time. Kind of, yeah. kind of and icons, holidays. which is great. I do so much, ho- like a lot, of, not just Christmas. I mean, every like mother's day, all mm-hmm. the things I work with a lot of party, um, party paper and gift bag and gift wrap. So I do a ton of holiday stuff and I've been getting into lettering a lot more. Um, you know, obviously hand lettering is so huge and yeah. I never, wanted to put the time into learning like the official letter form you know those super talented lettering artists that you see on Instagram is never going to be me because I don't want to like spend the like not spend the money spend the time and the brain you know the brain work around learning perfect letter forms but having been doing it over and over and over again over the last you know three or four years for work and for everything, you know, it's, it's really, I've really been enjoying it. And now I feel like I, I'm getting a lot more wording and lettering. Into yeah. Your lettering's great. I Thank think um, that's one of the things that I always look at because it, it can add, it can mm-hmm. add to a piece of work. It can help sell something depending on the product and the company you're working with, but you have to be confident about it yeah. and it's not always easy. And I think yours looks great. One of the things that I think I just want to touch on real quick is because of all the experience you had in designing for larger companies and then going on your own, I think you're, you definitely have down what's needed in the marketplace. Like you just mentioned holiday and things like that. And I think a lot of people really hold on to their own, like, I'm only going to do, you know, purple and yellow triangles and that's going to be my thing. But I just think I just love to mention again, the different ways of approaching a creative business. Like if there's the people that are going to do Christmas and the people that are never going to do Christmas, but it Mm -hmm. is always needed. It Mm -hmm. always is needed. It always sells. I'm all like, that's something I definitely is like, you have to look at the market, see what's happening in the market. If you want to be a commercial artist, if you want designs on, on, you know, products, look at what's happening with products because you can't, yes, there are some manufacturers that do these super artsy, like, you know, very individual based on the artists and their vision things. But if you're, you know, most, most product designers, their stuff is if, if you're lucky ending up in target and the dollar store and, you know, like mass market channels. And so you have to see what's happening in mass market. Like, yes, we're all tired of cactuses, but they are still going yep. like, you know what I mean? So, Owls. so I stick, yeah, I stick with, you know, I'm, I'm okay with trends and, you know, it's, right. it's fun for me and I like to see, see what's coming next. Um, but, but just knowing, yeah, I think there's a lot of pressure from, in for artists to find their own style mm-hmm. and and you know people come to me all the time because I'll say I don't really have a style you know I mean I, I have a little bit I lean one way or the other but I'm happy to kind of do anything for and for my freelance clients you know I will do stuff that doesn't look anything and that like keeps you working work. with those same people over exactly, and over and over yeah. again so I say you don't have to have to have a style and this is a sigh of relief <laughs> I'll tell yeah. you they're like oh thank god because I really don't know what my style <laughs> is and you know it's like you it's okay but 
but I mean, clearly having a style has its benefits as well. So, yeah. you know, there's two, that's the thing that I think leads to so much confusion in this industry yes. is because there is a way to make pretty much all of it work in one way or another, right? I you agree. Know, you can and have I, a style and be all for it, or you can not have a style and be all for that. And it's, it's I, I'm, I just am glad to, to touch on this because I think, you know, looking at your work, I can tell you're an artist that would be, you know, it's like, I can say, I need this. I can show you what I'm thinking of. You're mm. up on trends and we can run with that. And next season I can say like, oh my gosh, it's totally different, but I know how quickly you work and that you're always going to be showing up on time and that you're, you're going to bring things to me that I haven't thought of it. And we can go mm -hmm. again instead of, oh my goodness, Mark, yeah. Margo, call me, you know it, you got it. <laughs> here's what I need. But, yeah. and then sometimes when we, when we have just this, we want to put this one type of thing into the world, it might go, but then it's, it's done. So the flexibility, um, the I think ability that's the difference to... between freelancing and licensing, right? It seems yeah. like li a lot of times licensing is, is based on the artists and their style and freelancing certainly is, is, is not at all based on right. the artists or style. It's Our the certain agencies. Abilities, yeah. Yeah. And that's great. I mean, we need, those are the people that inspire us. Those people that are just so strong on their style. And then, mm. I mean, they're, it's just, I just want to point out to people that there's more than one way to a, attack this creative career yes, situation. Agree. Agree. Yeah. So agree. a perfect person to talk about that. Thank that. you. Well, tell me who's inspiring you these days, Elizabeth. Hmm. Well, I, have been really inspired. Uh, and I just actually interviewed her for uh, something that's coming up, but uh, Jessie Rollet of Etta V. Mm. She's also represented by Jewel Branding. And she is one of those artists that has very much has her style and yes. it's colorful. It's beautiful. The colors and, and the paint strokes. And, you know, if you don't know Etta V, uh, Jessie is her name, but Etta V is her Instagram. You should definitely check her out. But I love that she brings, you know, she brings this joy to her work. And I'm also so inspired by her, um, her business, you know, how her business has grown and how her licensing platform has grown. And she just released a line with Pottery Barn Kids and um, Pottery Barn Teen. And it's, it's really, really inspiring to see how she's been able to use her art on so many different products um, and, and bring joy. So I just mm. love seeing what she's doing. That's so great. And I, and I think too, that the more you understand product and what else is mm. out there and ways to take your art from two dimensional to three dimensional and being able to show that, or at least talk about it, endless potential there too. I can't oh, yes. wait to see what she's done for, oh, for those companies. Gorgeous. Yeah, it's oh. gorgeous. She has, she just showed it. And she was talking about the process when I was speaking with her and how, you know, learning, learning about the embroideries and things like yeah. that, all the things you can do yeah. to make a special. And that's, yeah. you know, that brings me back to my home textile days and knowing yep. there's all these embellishments and things and, and being able to, to picture that your art with those embellishments and stuff like that is, is yeah, definitely a skill. And it's, it's so exciting when it comes to life. It really is. And when you're working for a company that can say, yes, we have the margin to put pom-poms or embroidery mm. or a sequin here and a sequin there. That's pretty great. Cause sometimes it's the opposite. 
Yes, that's true too. No embellishment. Yes. Spec but, it down. Exactly. <laughs> spec it's like that suddenly down. your your 15 color print suddenly has three colors and it's a little less glamorous than it was before, but such is oh life. Oh my gosh. That's a whole nother that's a whole nother interview, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> oh gosh. Tell me somebody else. Um Amber Kemp Gerstel is another mm. one that I absolutely love. Um, she is a craft queen, DIY queen, and she just does so many. It's basically, the theme of the people that are inspiring me are creative business women. Like love that it. love fun, right? She's oh, also so super colorful. Everything is like rainbow colored. She has this um, brand Yayday Paper Company, and it has adorable. Um, artwork on that and she but she just does so many different has so many facets of her business I've had the chance to chat with her as well and she is just she's like a dynamo I'm so uh in awe of everything that she does and and it, and it seems fun you know it seems yeah. like she's having that's what I hope to bring to my like business too is like fun and and hopefully energetic. You know, profitable and energetic yeah. and and you know just just being able to to be real uh, I love that. I think that's so important. And yes, great, colorful work. And I just, that really inspires me. And then you gave me one more. And I can't remember who it, it is. It was Lauren. I, this happens every time. Don't worry about it. That's why I keep them in front of me. It's Lauren um, from Home Sweet Home. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lauren from Homsey. She is, again, yeah, fun, creative businesswoman. That's really, that's really like the another the colorful, guiding. cheerful. Yeah, cheerful. She has beautiful lettering. Like I said, I, I don't want to put the effort into really learning like technical, perfect lettering. Um, so I can just admire hers from afar. Um, but and she's you know, helping she's- other people get there too. Exactly. She's a teacher and she, you know, is very like, open and transparent about her business. And, you know, I know that she has like a studio assistant who helps with her design, like her, you know, client work built so much that she has like assistance with that. And so she's like building this, this really impressive business, but she's also so super creative and like so interested in, you know, she's always doing all these different side projects that are just so engaging and interesting. And she just seems like a lot of fun as well. Fun and no nonsense. And let's just do it. She, totally. she was another one that all of a sudden I was like, who is this person? And she's just showing she's up everywhere. And, yeah, yeah, totally. It's really great. See, yes. you can just do what you love and find joy in it and, you know, use the colors you want and pay attention to what's happening and good things, good things follow. It, it really does. Yeah. Just got to stick with it. You do, you do. And I just can't, I'm sure that a lot of you are scrambling around and wondering all of the good things that Elizabeth is up to and is all the things that are out there that you can access and learn from. So Elizabeth, thanks so much for coming on today and just sharing more of you and yourself and what you believe in for others too. I think that's the best. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. That's it for this episode of Windowsill Chats. Thanks so much for being here with me. It's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations with the fantastic people and wonderful friends that I've met and made along the way. Make sure you subscribe to Windowsill Chats on your favorite podcast app and please share it with a friend. And if this episode spoke to you, I'd really appreciate it if you would also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the bottom of the episode you've just listened to and it'll let you leave a review. If you have any questions or want to check out more details or inspiration that we talked about, 
head over to the show notes at windowsillchats.com or tantostudio.com. They'll both take you to the same place. I can't wait to share more stories with you again next week. I value your time and I absolutely believe in your potential. Have a great one, everyone, and stay creatively curious.